Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And the guy's wife's head was in the box. Oh, was it now? Mm-hmm. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is. And it's a very appropriate spoiler because today we're talking about the little things. I feel like which... I've covered that movie before as well. But yeah, anyway, maybe. We'll, we'll move past Who it. Who cares? Who cares? So we're covering the little things today. Uh, it's a movie that a lot of people probably haven't heard of. It's about to come out in about a week or so. Mm. Now, is it coming to cinemas or is it coming to I streaming I think it's services? coming to cinemas and it may be coming to streaming. I don't remember exactly, but it's definitely coming to cinemas. Right. So it's a movie directed by John Lee Hancock. Who directed The Founder Which I think we're both big we fans of We love that movie Which is like a, a, a movie a about movie. the establishment of McDonald's as a company As well as Saving Mr. Banks That Tom Hanks movie And The Blind Side You remember The Blind Side? The Sandra Bullock uh, footballer movie? I never watched it Okay, yeah, I didn't either But I, I remember it I remember there was a lot of buzz about it And Snow White and the Huntsman Everyone knows that one Of course, of uh, course Kristen Stewart Kristen Stewart Liam Hemsworth Sorry, Chris Hemsworth Chris Hemsworth, yeah yeah. Was it Liam Hemsworth or Chris? I don't, I don't remember. I've watched that one either. Yeah. But uh, I think Ian McShane plays one of the seven dwarves. Saving in Mr. Banks, right? That was the Mary Poppins one? Yes, it was. Yeah, I watched that one. I liked it. Yeah. It wasn't about the guy who, wasn't it? I it was a, the writer of Mary Poppins yeah, that's right. and Walt Disney. Yeah, that's right. I remember Walt, Walt Disney, Disney was in it, but yeah. So, if you're a first time listener to the show, what we do is we look at upcoming Hollywood blockbusters and we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible before the movie comes out, just based on whatever loose marketing material we have. I can't believe this movie, The Little Things, is just about to come out and we have basically zero marketing material. We have one trailer. We have one trailer. That's it. And that's the it. The trailer and doesn't it, give anything away. If you go to the Wikipedia page for this oh, movie, it's so it's barren. Like, it's, it's just like nothing there. It's like the actors, and there's a sentence about the movie. It's like a, a like a no duh sentence as well. It's just like <laughs> they're trying to find a serial killer. Yeah, we know that. Give us something else, please. One policeman and another policeman f- try to find a killer who's committed a crime. Is pretty much yeah. It's pretty much what it, it says. Now, this is actually it. May be one of the first neo noir films we uh, we cover on this show. I, I know personally really? speaking, I'm a big fan of neo-noir films, so that's first? why I'm excited to see this movie. There you go. Well, how, how often do neo-noir slash film-noir movies come out yeah, these days? Yeah, true, true. They're not really the popular genre. Uh, now, this script was actually written in 1993 by the guy who's directing it, John Lee Hancock. So he's been sitting on this for quite a while. But it was originally supposed to be directed by Steven Spielberg, who turned it down because he reckoned it was too dark for him. It's like really? material that he didn't did want to cover. That. Yeah, I did read this with Spielberg at the start. So yeah, as I said, it's now being directed by Hancock himself. I guess he had a few big hits lately and then suddenly was just like, you know what? I think it's time. I think it's time to crack out the little things. And it was written in 1993, so it was written pre-forensics as well. So it's actually set when it was written. So I think it's set in 1990. He didn't even have to change the script at all. He's just like, it's going from a modern day thriller to a period piece. (laughs) It's in the same time frame. Yeah. Crazy. So I think the whole important thing about this movie is like, because the forensics don't exist, like the whole DNA, CSI sort of stuff doesn't exist it means that they can't just simply be like oh there's a fingerprint Mm. there's some you know there's a a sample of semen Mm. that will directly point to the killer i think it's all going to be old school investigation relying on your hunches that forensics is like that that new yeah exactly you'd think it'd be around for years but no no not at all i mean i don't even think fingerprinting was like a, a big deal until 
recently as well. I mean, it's always been around, but you know, it's not really that accurate. If you don't have someone's fingerprints on file, you're not going to find them. So what do we know about this movie so far, Matty D? Well, again, we have one trailer and yep. we have one sentence. One sentence. And we know some of the actors. But can you run us down on what the plot is basically going to be? I know you gave us a little brief byline yeah, before, but... So Denzel Washington is a county sheriff. That's right. And... A Kern County Sheriff. Yes, that's right. And he's working with Which a... is down near Fresno, I believe. It's like Southern California. Mm. And he's working with an LA. What what's this guy's title? He's like he's a, a department head. Right? He's like a sergeant. Mm. So they're they're working together to find a serial killer. Essentially, that's right. So I believe uh, Denzel Washington stumbles upon a murder, and he gets a little too invested. Yeah. It looks like they both get a little bit too invested, if you ask me. But I suppose we'll see when we uh, break down our plots. And uh, Jared Leto is assumed to be the killer. He yeah. looks very creepy in this trailer. Yes. So, but nothing's ever that easy, right, in these kind of movies. No, no. If you think he's the killer, he might not be. <laughs> we actually uh, made the mistake of discussing this uh, our, our plots for this movie in advance. Uh, last night, believe it or not. Did we? Yeah. Manny, I do not recall. Yeah, Manny that. D and I were enjoying a few beverages at a few establishments. And yeah, we we started talking about like, so oh, <laughs> it's never it's never who they present as the killer. If they say the killer's somebody, it's never them. Yeah. <laughs> you, look um, like, you look like you are. Uh, this is, this is a conversation agree. I don't recall. <laughs> yeah. And you were going into all the sorts of details, how you thought like the killer was going to be a twin. Oh, that's right. I was telling you all the things I that you didn't thought include in your of. Plot but I haven't included it here. Yeah, I thought the killer might be a twin. How stupid so, is that? If they're presenting Jared Leto as the killer, it's pretty much not going to be him, right? Well, that's that's my guess. Or it might be one of those, you know, the, I don't want to spoil too much of my plot. But I don't do want to spoil the, too much of my plot. Do you plot remember either. that movie Doubt with Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, was it Dame Maggie Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like you never know if he's the pedophile yes, or not, but yeah. he, he like leaves of his own accord and we don't know if he's just leaving to avoid disgrace or if he's actually mm-hmm. a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's that sort of situation. Maybe. Again, I don't want to Maybe. spoil too much See, of my plot. Mostly it's usually the guy that you suspect is not who it is. It's always the guy you least suspect, right? Yeah. That's the that's the trope, so. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to say as well, this won't spoil my plot, but I initially thought it was going to be Rami Malek's character as mm, well, really? Jimmy. Because I looked at him in the trailer, I'm like, he looks dodgy. He's sus. He looks dodgy. Look at him. It's going to be like Spiral. Remember how in our Spiral plot, it's gonna, we were like, it's going to be one of the two policemen, right? It's easy glue. Because what other characters are there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this I is went another through, circumstance. We got three every characters. Single ca- character in this cast list, and be like, is he the killer? Could he be the killer? Could he be the killer? Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of unnamed people as well. There's a lot of actors who just mm. don't have names. So I'm guessing this is just going to be focusing on the three main leads, mm-hmm. and then everyone else is just sort of periphery, just sort of running. They're around, not going to yeah. just introduce the killer like out of the blue, right? Like, oh, here's Bobby Joe down the street. <laughs> Who knows? But I, I think this will be a movie that'll have a lot of twists and turns, and we probably won't know a lot about what's happening until the very end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Quite possibly. All right, let's talk about who's in this movie before we dive into our plot. So first of all, starring as Kern County Deputy Sheriff Joe Deke Deacon is Denzel Washington, an Academy Award winner. We've never talked about uh, Denzel Washington on this show before. What was the last movie You might know him from uh, Training Day. You might know him from Man on Fire. I'm a big fan of that movie. Do you remember that? Nobody likes that movie except for me. Oh, American Gangster as well. He was in that. He was in a bunch of movies. I think American Gangster Played Malcolm X. Yeah, that's right. He was in Malcolm X as Malcolm X. But yeah, I think he won the Academy Award for American Gangster. Am I correct in remembering that? Didn't think much of that movie, to be honest. Great actor, though. 
Great actor. Great yep. actor. It's great to be talking about a great actor on this show for it's a change. It's good to see him again. Well, I'm not saying that Jarmon Honsu's not a great actor. <laughs> you know, he's just nice to talk about an Academy Award winner for yeah. a change. Sorry, Jarmon. <laughs> Next up, we've talked about this person before, playing LA Sheriff Department Sergeant Jim Jimmy Baxter is Rami Malek, who's probably most famous for playing Chi-Chi the Gorilla and Doolittle. <laughs> That's right, he was in that. <laughs> and we've talked about him before as well as the bad guy in No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. He's also Freddie Mercury. Yeah, we've discussed him before. That's right. On multiple occasions. He's back. Chi-Chi the Gorilla is back. He's back. Another big role, doing an American accent. Another great actor. Yeah, that's right. He's really come up in the world in the last few years. Because who was he before? Who was he before? Before well, he, he put TV on the, show, right? the mustache. Oh, he was Mr. Robot. Yeah, yeah of that, course. That show was huge. I always used to call him Mr. Robot for years. So, yeah, I guess that's where he really got his start was Mr. Yeah. Robot. Now, believe it or not, the last person I want to talk about playing Albert Sparmer is Jared Leto, who Here he is. we've never discussed him before on the show. We've actually no, we talked have, about him. we have discussed him. No, but we've never talked about a movie with him in it. No. We've no, discussed him before. First time he's appearing on the show. And this is the question that I Mr. always Jared ask. Leto. What is he famous for? Like, I first saw him in American Psycho, where he was sort of like a uh, character. And yeah. I know he is in a band. And then he was in Fight Club. But his big breakout role was Dallas Buyers Club. Really? You wouldn't say it was Requiem for a Dream, where he played the main character? You wouldn't no, say- I think Dallas Buyers Club is really what set him on this path. Because after that, he was in everything. Right, okay. Because then he was like known as the method actor after that. He was like yeah. a character <laughs> in Requiem actor for a Dream, he was just the meth that. actor. And he was also in Suicide Squad, of course. As and the Blade Runner. And Blade Runner 2049 as, what was it, Wallace? I don't Head know. Head of the Wallace Corporation. Some guy. Some guy. Rip off of Tyrell character. He had like robot eyes. And he was also, yeah, as I said, he was in American Psycho as, a, as the guy who like gets hit with the axe while, while uh, Christian Bale is dancing around yep. to Huey Lewis and the news. But if you need someone to be creepy and weird, what a great yep. guy to do he's it. He's your man now. <laughs> <laughs> he's never going to be Heath Ledger, but damn, he's trying. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, gee. So, yeah, that's pretty much everybody who's a main player in this movie. As I said before, yeah. it's just three leads. And by the way, Jared Leto is in this movie because he was a big fan of The Founder. He watched The Founder, loved that movie, and he was oh. just like, I really want to work with John Lee Hancock. So Fair that's enough. why he's here. Well, that's a great movie. So that yeah. doesn't surprise me at all. And I'm hoping that this movie and is like, a great movie as well. I'm going to make you a serial killer now. Yes. <laughs> he's like, please, Jared, please. No condoms, no use condoms, no dead rats. None of that stuff. Don't get too method. It's like, oh, please, come on. Can I just have one condom? One used condom. No, stop it. One That's dead it's, rat. It's COVID time. They actually filmed, nope. this, they filmed this in 2019, so pre-COVID. But yeah, I'm sure he did all that shit anyway. Probably worse. He probably shit, in like, he probably shit on a bed and put a towel over it. <laughs> in like the director's bed. Oh, yuck. Just to surprise him. <laughs> yuck. Because he's getting into character. It's okay yeah, exactly. if you're getting into character. Yeah, it's nice to be an arsehole if you're just getting into character. <laughs> Yeah, I guess this is our cast. All right, let's get straight into our plots. Let's go straight into Who, it, because I feel like we're both going to have a lot to say. Yes. So this is a sort is of why movie we're kind of where through yeah, this part. It's, it's difficult for us to predict. I mean, I didn't have too many issues with just coming up with my plot. But yeah, it's, it's a plot that, you know, you've really got to get all the twists and turns to be able to flesh it out and try and be accurate to the movie. So yeah, it certainly was a challenge to write. And I think we've definitely got a lot to say on the movie. Uh, did you want me to go first? If you like. I feel like you go first a lot of times. But you yeah. can go first. I'm actually really excited to see what you think about this movie because I'm predicting, I'm just going to predict straight off the bat that we're going to have entirely different plots. Yes. And we're going to have entirely different like resolutions to the movie as well. Yes, we will. All right. So Undoubtedly. Let's and I can say very confidently that I'm going to be 100% wrong. I don't know how you feel. I'm feeling you pretty seem confident. pretty confident. I'm so. feeling pretty confident about this one. I When I was thinking about this plot yesterday, I was like, oh man, I don't know where this is going to go. And then it just struck me like lightning. I was like, oh, I think I've got it. I'll think about doubt. We'll put it that way. See, I didn't know this was a period piece. So really? this is news to me. So 
you going to be like, and then they. So put there the is DNA. literally a thing that says forensic come in. I'm, get, I'm like now looking at it going, well, well guess, it could guess be not. forensic in guess a different not. way, just like they just see stuff that like, they might see <laughs> semen on a mattress, They're they like, might see on blood on the wall, they might see gunpowder on someone's hands. You know, it might not be you know CSI True. level forensic, but I suppose we'll test your accuracy, your period accuracy as we go through your plot. So my plot literally starts with the words. It's 1990. We start with a cold open. A young woman, played by Natalie Morales, is driving down a dark, lonely road on the outskirts of Los Angeles. Well, I think, like, way away from Los Angeles, like in a different county, Southern California. And she's being harassed by another driver who overtakes her and forces her to pull over. Do we see the car? We never see the other driver. We do see the car. But we know things won't end well for the young woman as she's chased through the desert, pursued by the mysterious man or woman. The killer. The killer. The killer. So after this scene, we cut to Deke receiving a call over the police radio that a body's been found. As we've said, he's like a local deputy sheriff. Mm-hmm. So he's always the first on the scene to investigate this stuff. He's so like, his name is pronounced Deke? Yeah, it's Deke. It's so, D-E-K-E. That's right. I don't think that's important to point uh, out. I don't know. I was like, how's that pronounced? <laughs> what did he think it was? Dicky? <laughs> Dicky. Dicky. All right. <laughs> Whatever. So Deke arrives at the scene of the crime. Deke, or whatever you want to call him. Deke arrives at the scene of the crime and we see that it's the same woman from the opening that has been murdered and left naked in the wilderness. And it's evident that she's been stabbed to death, among other things. I'll leave that to your own uh, discrimination. But anyway, so Deke is disturbed by the murder since it reminds him of the death of his wife, who was also killed through mysterious circumstances. So she was also a murder victim. So essentially Deke has like this vendetta. He's like, you know, if, if there's a murder case, if it's similar to his wife's murder, he's just like... I've got to find that killer. So he's essentially been chasing this mysterious killer for years. He's attached. That's right. Instantly. So at the morgue, Deke speaks to the murdered woman. She's dead, so he's just speaking to her dead body. <laughs> hey, she's not, how you doing? She's not coming back to life. And promises to hunt down her killer and bring him to justice. And we quickly learn that the murdered woman is suspected to be the victim of a serial killer who has left the bodies of several women in similar circumstances. Heading up the investigation is Sergeant Jimmy Baxter, who meets with Deke to inspect the body. So he's in charge of like the overall case. So he's coming down to the county to meet yeah, with he, Deke. He's a higher rank up the chain. That's right. That's right. So he's, as we've said, he's from the LAPD. And this is like an LA county crime, I suppose. I don't know the real specifics of the location. I don't know either. So uh, I feel like he would be in charge of this case. That's so right. As soon as they right. affiliate so it's, it's that It's pertinent with information to his case, which yes. is why he's coming all the way down to Kern County to investigate. And he's taken that off Deke. Yeah, that's right. Now, we're told through dialogue that Deke used to work with the LAPD as a detective, but was demoted due to his erratic behaviour when investigating murders. Of course, due to constantly trying to hunt down his wife's killer. He's just using that as an MO. Deke reveals to Jimmy that he's been following this current serial killer case as a hobby for a while now, and Jimmy believes that he may be useful to the case, despite his history of erratic (laughs) behaviour. It's just like, you've got all these newspaper clippings and like, red string running between them on the wall. Like You'll be great. It's kind of creepy, but you know, you might have a lot of information that I missed. Work with me. So Jimmy speaks to the press about the recent murder and assures the public that they're working around the clock to find the serial killer. We see this in the trailer. The media must have their doubts because the next day, another woman turns up dead, this time in a seedy apartment in Los Angeles. So it doesn't even meet this similar MO. Deke is called in by Jimmy to help investigate and Deke notices several details that were missed by Jimmy's forensic team. So there you go. I have oh, the there forensic, you go. forensic team. So they're just looking for evidence, basically. And they're not like, you know, breaking yeah. down DNA and molecules and all that super science stuff that looking I don't understand. Looking for signs of struggle and yeah. things like that. So he finds like a piece of evidence that everyone else has missed. And it's really important to the case because it's what ties it together with all the other recent murders. Like they would have missed this. They would have just brushed it off as not even related. But Deke's like, here you go. You didn't spot this. And this was found at the other scenes of the crime as well. It's like his calling card. What, and what do you think the calling card's oh, going to be? Uh, you got to make a prediction on that. Some sort of 
I don't know, something that's out of place, like some sort of like trinket that he leaves with the bodies. A Joker card. A Joker card, yeah. <laughs> it's a copy of Suicide Squad. It's a business card. A signed copy of a Suicide little... Squad. <laughs> it's a signed copy of Suicide Squad. I was going to say use condom, oh, but that's no. gross. I don't know. It just Let's just say uh, just a little trinket of some kind. Sure. I didn't think that too far into it. So Deke and Jimmy hit up a bar and Deke comes to the conclusion that the killer is an avid driver who possibly owns two cars and constantly cruises around looking for his next victim. So essentially he stalks the streets in his car, looking out for women and finds one that he can capture, sort of like uh, the remake of Maniac. Right. And is there a reason for that or does he have like an inkling? I think because the the bodies are always really far away from the scene of the crime. I mean, the the apartment one wasn't, but I guess that's... I'm getting to that in a second. Uh, Actually, I've got here the important detail is that Deke suspects the killer rapes his victims before he kills them and then drives far away from the scene of the crime to dump the body. Mm. I don't know what leads him to the conclusion that he's got, like, two cars. Maybe witnesses saw, like, two separate cars nearby. That's what makes it confusing. Maybe he's just trying to throw them off. Who knows? Jimmy points out that the body in the apartment wasn't moved. There we go. And Deke suspects that the killer is trying to throw them off the trail. He knows all the little details. There you go. All the little things. (laughs) As Deke and Jimmy investigate further, they come across their main suspect, Albert Sparmer, played by Jared Leto himself, who has a history of violence towards women. So he's never been accused of murdering a woman. He's just had, like, you know, AVOs out in the past. He's he's had a history of beating women. So he's a bad guy. Yeah, essentially. He's a scumbag. Stringy-haired, beardy scumbag. So Albert, here we go. Albert is a greasy, creepy man who clearly has two cars. That fits Deke's description. Deke investigates Albert's car in the middle of the night and Albert catches him. He comes out as we see in the trailer and goes, you seem to like my car. (laughs) And Deke just shines a torch straight into his face like a psychopath. When questioned by Albert, like Albert comes out and says, what are you doing here? Why are you like poking around my car? Deke says, how's the trunk space? And Albert seems to know exactly what Deke is implying. Mm, Suspicious. Deke spends the next few days following Albert around as he drives around seemingly aimlessly, but Albert seems to be fully aware that he's being followed and confronts Deke directly. We see a moment in the trailer where he rides up and points at him and goes, how's the trunk space? Yeah, I remember you. <laughs> You're the guy who loves my car. Why are you following me around everywhere? Do you want to buy my car? Like Is that, that what's happening here? I'm imagining it's sort of like that scene in Dirty Harry. Do you remember when he's following like the Zodiac yeah. killer around for ages? Yeah. Deke and Jimmy eventually learn that Albert had a connection with the woman who was found in the seedy apartment and they drag him in for questioning. So maybe she was like a former girlfriend or something. Maybe they were seen together by a witness. Some sort of connection that Mm. way. Albert seems to know a lot of details about the murdered woman, even the murder itself, but all evidence points to the fact that he was nowhere near the scene of the murder when it took place. So he might have been recorded in a shop like a security camera caught him in a shop like in a different town yeah. when the murder was supposedly taking place. And I think place. in the trailer they said he was like 10 miles away or something. Yeah, like exactly. That, so it's impossible. Yeah, there's no way that he could have committed this Unless murder. Unless he's at all. a twin. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so Deke doesn't buy this since he theorizes that Albert is smart enough to cover up his tracks and to have an alibi ready. Albert is released from custody due to lack of evidence and Deke and Jimmy start tailing him more aggressively to the point where Albert complains to the LAPD for police harassment. Again, I'll just stole this from Dirty Harry. <laughs> So at this point, this is just something I just threw in there because I'm like, I need to work this in. Yep. Deke has lunch with his sister who tells him that she's sorry about his wife's death, but thinks that Deke is heading down a dark path. She's like, you're obsessing over this like imaginary wife killer for so long now that you, you just don't seem to be the same person that I remember. You just need to let it go. You just need to, <laughs> you just need to accept the fact that your wife is, is dead. <laughs> yeah, what? What are you talking about, sis? <laughs> it's my whole world. Jimmy confides with Deke that he wants to nail Albert for the murders because he fears for the safety of his own wife and daughter. And he also reveals that he's been watching home video footage of the murder victims obsessively, quite like in Red Dragon. I was just about to say, this movie reminds me a lot of Red Dragon. Yeah, exactly. I was reminded a lot of that too. 
So yeah, we see in the trailer that Jimmy, when he's at home, he's just watching home videos of the murdered victims. Quite like, again, in so Red he, Dragon. Maybe he's looking for clues. He's getting connected as well. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's looking for some sort of connection that will, you know, something that in the videos that points to Albert being the killer. Deke also confesses that he suspects Albert as the man who murdered his wife and the two get worked up into a frenzy. So they start talking back and forth. They're like, oh, it all makes sense now. It all makes sense. I saw his car parked outside my house before my wife was murdered, that sort of stuff. Right. So he thinks it's all connected. Yeah, that's right. So they find more and more evidence that seems to point to Albert being the killer and they pay him a visit at his house off the clock. Deke and Jimmy beat up Albert and threaten to kill him if he doesn't confess, but Albert doesn't budge. Jimmy finally snaps and kills Albert. Whoa. And the two cops bag up all the evidence, drive out into the middle of the desert and bury Albert's body along with everything that might incriminate really? them. Really? So the desert scene you're the desert scene in the trailer, you're burying a body in this one. And all the evidence, so like any blood that might have got on anything or anything they might have touched, they just bag it up and there, take it away. There is a scene in the trailer where Deke is looking really upset or really exhausted and there's a lot of like garbage bags around. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, hey, what is this? So that makes sense. Yeah, that was my whole theory. And we also see him burying it all in the desert. So it's a lot better than my theory. Okay, I can't <laughs> wait to find out what that is. As I've said, they just buried everything in the desert. They buried Albert and they've buried all the evidence, like everything that they possibly could have touched and got blood on. And Jimmy finally realizes what they've done and starts to crack. But Deke calms him down and says that if they pay attention to all the details, they'll never get caught. He says, it's the little things, Jimmy. The little things that can rip you apart. It's the little things that get you caught. Don, don, don. We now realise that Deke may have killed his own wife and he's been chasing Ooh. an invisible serial killer for years to find solace. This is like, it just sort of becomes evident to us, you know, like we're like, oh, now I get it. So Deke is a murderer. Possibly. Sort of like you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood <laughs> with uh, Brad Pitt. Right, yeah. So we also never find out if Albert was responsible for the murders and the movie ends with us questioning the true motives of our three leads. So we don't know who killed the woman. No, we never find out if Albert was the serial killer or not. We don't know if the serial killer is still at large. It's just all questions out there in the open. It could be Deke the whole time. It might have even been uh, Jimmy. Whoa. It could have been Albert, but yeah, we're just never given so a So we leave with a big, satisfying question mark. Yeah, that's right. Well, you're just supposed to doubt everything. You're supposed to question everything you've seen and so far. And everyone can go on the internet and, and, and debate have their it. theories. Yeah, and exactly. Debate it. Of course. Exactly. There so we go. Smart. And that was my plot. Wow. That was good. Oh, thanks, <laughs> I man. I to say, that was really I good. I hope the movie's half as good as that. Yeah, um, I'm actually no, I looking forward to. Too. I'm looking forward to this uh, movie. Yeah, but yeah, let's let's go into my one because it's certainly different. All right, so we're going to open with a cold open. It's going to be dark, and we're going to see a woman coming into her room. Oh, there we go. It is not in a car, even though that makes a lot more sense. I, it's raining. It's dark. But there's somebody in the house with her. We don't know mm. who it is, but they're up to no good. It's the killer, guys. It's the killer, and she's sort of doing mundane things around this apartment. It's going to the toilet. All of it. <laughs> No, just like boiling a kettle and stuff. All of a sudden, the killer comes and starts to strangle her. We don't see the killer. It's yep. just like a, a tussle. Is he wearing a mask or is it just dark? I'm going to say he's, he, he, he's wearing a mask, but it's going to be like filmed in such a way that we don't ever get a good right, look okay. at who it is. Now, she breaks free. She goes to her door. She opens up her door, like pushes it open yep. and gets shot. Oh, okay. There you go. Gets shot. Not stabbed? Not stabbed. Okay. And then we'll get a flash to Deke. We'll be introduced to him and he's on duty. As we said before, he's a county sheriff. He works around the countryside area. Yep. That's my understanding of it. Works so near Fresno. Very. Or Bakersfield, I think. And we're going to be introduced to a few of his idiosyncrasies here. So we get to know him a little bit. Like just what? By, like, I know. Picks his nose. You know, maybe he's just like. Loves milkshakes. He, yeah, maybe. Um, he His job seems very boring at most most of the time. So he's kind of like laid back. He might have right. like a little. 
So little, he's like an average sort of happy-go-lucky... A little bubble head on his he's car like, or something. He's like, what's his name from Sonic? He's like James Master yeah, from Sonic. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. A little bit more sophisticated. Than How that. many different movies are we just going to tie to this one, apparently? <laughs> so he gets a call about a weird noise. Gunshot. Okay. Um, and he'll Not dri- weird in the US, but okay. He'll drive to the location. So this is what we see in the trailer. He'll realise that the door is open and he'll let himself in to investigate further. It's suspicious that it's unlocked and he can see there's signs of a struggle. And of course, he sees the dead body. There's right. a lot of things. So that'll... surely the dead body's just like lying on the doormat because she opened up the front door and then she well, was I'm going to say he like pulled her oh, into okay, a enough. different area. Or her. Who knows? Yeah, okay, the killer, it might be. I thought you were saying the victim. We're unsure what the gender of the victim is. <laughs> There's also going to be a lot of stuff in this in the room that's not going to make a lot of sense. Little odd things here and there. Like what? Don't ask me what. Okay, um, copy of si- <laughs> a signed copy of Suicide Squad. <laughs> signed copy of Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is playing. He's just like, yeah. that it's paused make- on the Joker scene. That doesn't make any sense. It's the extended Joker scenes. Yeah. He seems mesmerized by this, mesmerized by the body, and it takes him a while for right. actually to actually call it in, but he does actually call it in. So he's staring at it. He's just like, wow. Now, I have no reason at all to guess this, but I'm going to say that the killer has... This is a serial killer. He does killings. You know, yeah. we heard a few plot, same thing. But he's left a shard of a mirror. Oh, okay. So, that, so exactly like in Red Dragon. That is going to be his... I knew you were going to say that just like Red Dragon, but there wasn't a shard of mirror, right? He just breaks the mirrors. No, this no, is no. Actually he like puts the shards of mirrors in, in people's their, eyes. In their eyes. Yeah. But this is like a shard of mirror near the body. Okay. So that's his calling. And there's no like broken mirror nearby? Nope. Okay. I don't know why. That's just the first okay. thing that came to my right. mind. So Jimmy and the forensics come in <laughs> to, and we, we get to see Jimmy. He demonstrates that he's a pro. He investigates the scene. Deke will talk to a lady officer outside and will offer such exposition as Jimmy's the best in his field and he rose up through the ranks quickly, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So these guys have a history or what? No, never okay. met before. So how does he know so much about him? The, oh, the, the lady. Woman, the the lady's explaining, explaining to, Deke, explaining to and, Deke. And to the audience, I suppose. Yeah, pretty much. So right. Deke has been asked to like, he's, he's left and they're doing their thing. Jimmy's doing their thing yep. outside in the apartment and he's having this conversation outside. So Jimmy and Deke will have a conversation outside as well. So Jimmy will come out and this will be a character introduction. They'll meet each other for the first time. We get to see how different they are. Yep. Uh, Jimmy believes this is the work of the serial killer who's not been caught. Right. This mirror leaving killer. Right. The mirror man. That he has been investigating. And as we know, Jimmy is the department head and he works in LA. Yep. So they go back to the station. Dick goes to the autopsy room and speaks to the dead body. Yep. <laughs> there we go. So glad you had that in and, there too. Well, it's in the trailer. We can't ignore it. And shows us that he has certain instincts. That's that's going to be his thing. He just kind of has a gut feeling about stuff. Yeah. Jimmy will then appear. Like he'll just like rock up as <laughs> Dick's having this conversation. He's like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, exactly. And be like, what are you doing? And he says, there's no need for you any further. We've got to Go this back handle. to Kern County. Exactly, exactly. So this conversation will continue outside and Jimmy will tell him about Deke's reputation. He'll be like, I've, they've never met each other before, but Jimmy will say, I've heard about you through reputation. You don't have the best reputation. Yeah. Used to work the here. the most popular man in the department. 15 years ago, uh, he used to work there and man, he no longer For the LAPD? Does. Yeah, for the yeah, LAPD. He, moved down. he wanted the quiet life, so he moved out to the country. Well, not quite. Okay. <laughs> not quite. But we'll find out was, about that later. I was going to say, where's the whole murdered wife aspect? But I remember that was something I made up. <laughs> we don't, I don't even know if that's going to happen in the movie. It was just something I made up. So No, we don't I'm know I'm glad you all. don't have that. So, ooh, maybe. 
So Jimmy says how things have changed since Deke was working there. They have that conversation. We still don't here. have forensics. <laughs> we still don't have forensics. So no, they haven't changed that much. And Deke says that they are missing something. This piques Jimmy's interest, but he's a little bit skeptical. They go to a bar. Oh, there you go. Deke starts to give him a description of the killer, what his motivations are. And this is all just based on a pure gut feeling. This right. is where he mentions the two cars. He's just like, this is the type of guy it's going to be. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. He's going to be this. Yeah. Maybe giving some examples. He might laugh like this. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy says unlike the others he respects Deke and his work and understands that he has lost a great deal right but tells him that they are handling it and to back off so they're not going to have a working relationship in this movie at all right okay they're not going to partner up nope he's going to say that you should be you should just focus on being the county sheriff we've got this and this will be peppered through this story as well it'll reveal that Deke got too involved in his work, much like you. It ruined yep. his relationship with his family and his professional life, and he had to leave the LAPD. Right. And did he leave his family as well? Like, did he have a divorce? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Yes, he So did. his wife's alive, she's just not around. Yeah. Okay. I kind of played with the idea of having a dead wife, but decided... Yeah, okay. It's it's much more tragic and different if it's... Yeah, yeah. If I he suppose. did it, you know what I mean? I suppose what I've got is pretty cliche. So. <laughs> well, there's a lot of cliches here. Yeah. So Deke has a, a habit of he kind of inhabits the mindset of the killer he's pursuing. Oh wow, that's much sounds like Red Dragon. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be his thing. Jimmy will have a press conference where he he'll advise the public that will catch this guy, but there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure and criticism directed at him. Yeah. Deke, what like, Jesus? Like five women are dead, man. Yeah. What are you doing? Get on it. So he's he's cracking. Well, not cracking, but he's feeling the pressure of this. Yeah. Deke is watching this press conference in a diner and a friend of his who's a waitress, not his sister, okay. says that she feels that he's become a bitter and there's a darkness around he's him. He's become a bitter. He's become a bitter man. Okay. He's become old and bitter and yep. he, should, uh, he should let it go. Get over it, man. So in doing a patrol, Deke sees a car like the hypothetical one he described. Yep. Oh. So is this down in Kern County? Or yeah, is this, this is like down in LA? Kern County. That's right. Uh, we may even get flashbacks to him saying, the killer will have this style of car. Right, okay. And he'll hammer it over our heads that and way. And he'll follow this car back to his house and he's just going to stay there the night until it becomes late and go and do some snooping. Right. So he comes in with his torch. And this, of course, is when we meet Albert Sparmer. So Sparmer comes out and confronts him. Sparmer comes across creepy and sus. Do- um, no, Duke? Duke? Deke. Deke. What's wrong with you? Deke will allude to certain things such as the trunk space. Sparm will be like, what are you doing here? And Deke will say, well, a lot of the young girls have gone missing. I'm uh, doing an investigation into it. What have I got to do with this? Sparm will say, I have no idea about, and says the girl's name. Right, what? Okay. About poor Wendy. I have no idea about the house. And he mentions the street or about her locks or about if you shake them a certain way, you can open up the oh, door. Oh, there you go. Guilty. Mm, very suspicious. And he says, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I've never heard of incriminating myself. <laughs> I can't help you, Sheriff. So Deke takes out his gun. So he's gun. taunting him. He is, yes. Okay. So Deke takes out his gun and there's a pursuit. Like he, he runs after him. Deke gets him and takes well, him. He knows back where he lives. For questioning. Yep. Okay. You got him. I was going to say, you're not going to get very far. <laughs> Sparmer acts weird and creepy and mocks the police during this uh, inv- interrogation. So it's sort of like Seven. Exactly. Yeah. Sort of like Kevin Spacey's character. He will know all the details about the murder, but was located 10 miles away. It turns out Sparmer works at a convenience store and there's CCTV footage of his. There we go. Shift. <laughs> Didn't you I have did. CCTV footage of uh, him in a convenience store as well? Right. He'll mock Deke so much that Deke, who's behind the two way mirror, will come out and confront him physically yeah. and nearly hit him but he punches the wall right yeah Jimmy will confront Deke and tell him to back off 
again. <laughs> so why is Deke there? Is it because he arrested well, him? Well, he arrested okay. him and took him in. This leads to a conversation about why they want to catch the killer. Deke says it's personal for me. Yep, okay. Sparmer is released. Deke goes and follows him via his car and along the highway. Sparmer realizes this and turns around, drives right up to Deke's car and he says, what about your trunk space? How's your trunk space? How's your trunk space? If you exactly know what like I mean. like your plot. <laughs> So Deke will start to become invested in the case. It'll start to consume him despite being told he is not in charge. He'll continue to investigate. Yeah, he's just investigating off the books Mm -hmm. like a psychopath. Mm -hmm. He'll be suspended from duty, but will still be pursuing the killer. Jimmy's cool demeanor will start to crack. He will be getting anonymous pictures of his family emailed to him. Wait, in 1990? Yeah, right. So he's really ahead of the the curve. (laughs) All right, it's, it's sent via letters. Okay, he gets VHS tapes in the mail. I swear he was like looking at an iPad in the trailer, but... No, clearly not. not. Maybe not. He'll start to lash out, he'll yell, he'll throw things, uh, and he'll start to feel like he's becoming Deke. There you go. Here we get to my twisting stage here. We're wrapping up. I'm excited. So Deke will realize that this is personal, and the killer will send him on a wild goose chase to places he knows. So these are all familiar to him. Right. He begins to get worried. When being investigated again, Sparma will say something like, he'll talk about it's the little thing, so they'll mention that. It'll be Sparma that mentions it first. Yep. This will also be written on a wall somewhere of one of the previous killings. It'll just say the little things. Right, and so then underneath it, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> that's right. Deke will have a monologue about this to Jimmy, which we see in the trailer. And Deke will be sent a coded letter, and once you decoded, it gave coordinates. Decoded. De- yeah. Decoded. <laughs> Yep, the coordinations you said. Yeah. So he goes out to find these coordinations, which are in the middle of the county desert. Jimmy will get an anonymous call, giving him the same coordinates. So they're both heading mm. to the same spot. And there's just a box there. Jimmy catches, yeah. Jimmy catches Deke, who's been digging uh, for a while. Deking, yep. Yeah, Deking. Uh, Jimmy points a gun at Deke and demands to know what is happening. Deke reveals in a breakdown that the answer lies here about who the killer is. We can catch this guy. Just let me finish digging all these holes. He's digging graves, actually. Oh, really? Of bodies that have been missing but haven't been attached to the killer. Right. Jimmy is horrified. There is a gun with one of the dead bodies in a Ziploc bag. When they take it back to the station, it matches the bullets. Wait, so he just finds all these dead bodies just buried out here in the desert that the mysterious person sent the coordinates to. That's right. Wow. That's right. So the bullets actually match the body at the start. So it's tying these bodies with the body we met at the start. There you go. Very convenient. Yeah, very. This almost serial killer really wants to be caught. too convenient. So Jimmy is horrified. This is a part of the podcast where Matty D struggles <laughs> to bring everything back together in a nice, neat little bow. So not only does the bullets match the the body at the start, turns out to... I said fingerprints, so I'm going to really struggle. Well, no, fingerprints still exist. They're Great. still a thing. Fantastic. Because guess whose fingerprints are on it's that just gun? It's not DNA. Guess whose fingerprints are on that gun? Deke. Uh, Deke's. Yes. I was going to say Sparma. No. I was going to say Albert's. No. Oh, there you go. There you go. What a twist. Well, how do we know that the serial killer just didn't steal one of Deke's guns? Well, it's... it's and it's, plant it as evidence. So Deke has been arrested. He's, excor- he's escorted out. Sparma sees him and gives him his creepy wave that he does yep. all the way through the trailer. Once he gets into the paddy wagon, one of the officers, who is an actor who was the kid off Free Willy, he's in this okay. movie. Okay, there you go. So he's been around this entire time. Right. So he's just standing by the beach, like pumping his fist in the air, <laughs> waiting for like a killer whale to jump over him. So he's driving and he starts to talk to him. And this becomes the monologue that goes through the rest of, I guess, scenes showing yep. the finality of the movie. Essentially, oh, wait, So Deke's doing a monologue. Or is the Free Willy Kid doing Free one? Willy Kid is. Okay. 
So this is a monologue that explains what, what has happened this entire time. So Deke did kill the bodies in the desert because right. they were bad people. He kind of became a vigilante, but he right. buried them. They in. were bad women, were they? Or you're just saying it's like men and women? Men and women. Okay. Yeah. He killed Sparma's girlfriend. Right. Just for shits and giggles? No. I would say she was a drug dealer. Okay. She was dealing drugs to children. <laughs> yeah. And also killed the officer's uh, parents. Well, like their father oh, wow. was like a, I don't know, just a bad, bad dude. Okay. So this whole thing has been a revenge scheme, essentially. They've set him up to be arrested. Um, and we see flashbacks. Wait, so it was their plan the whole time? Yeah, it was their plan the whole time. So they've okay. been working together. So that's why Sparma has an alibi because... The police officer was doing all the okay, all the, all the stuff. <laughs> wow! So there we go. <laughs> so they were just setting him up this whole time. They were they just knew he was the up. killer, and they just wanted him to incriminate so, himself. So yeah, they set this whole thing up to expose him as the original killer. We see a flashback of them working together. One killer doing one things while the other one had an alibi, allowing them to be the red herring. This end, um, he ends by saying that we aren't our jobs, our intentions. We are a combination, a combination of the little things we do every day. Wow, there we go. What a messy end that was. <laughs> so elaborate for the LAPD. Just set up this guy that they reckon is a killer. Uh, and could you believe I was going to say they were twins? Yes. Oh, that, that might have made more sense. struggled with that. Struggled with that. Well, you I know, don't know what's going to happen in this movie, everybody. I don't know. It you just, just, just want to be surprised. You want to watch the movie and I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. So my theory is Deke wasn't the killer. They were the killers, but they set him up. Oh, wait, wait he, what? Huh? I didn't even get that. From, I thought you were saying that they knew Deke was the killer and they were just trying to incriminate him. But you're saying it was Albert and Jimmy were the killers the whole time. They were both killers. And they were just incriminating Deke like, through yeah. very elaborate methods. So they were, they were killing Wow. They it's even people. worse than I thought it was. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Well, you know, initially I thought when I first watched the trailer, I'm like, oh, Deke's definitely the killer the whole time. Deke's definitely yeah. the killer. They're giving that away. But then I was like, hang on. Can't be as cut and dry as that. Can't be Albert. I definitely don't think. I was like, if it's not Deke, it's definitely going to be good old Jimmy. But no, no, I was just like, no, I think if I put more thought into this, I can flesh it out a bit more. And obviously I did. Uh, <laughs> you definitely put a lot of thought in it, but I don't know how fleshed out or how close to the original movie. I I'll tell you what, if it is that, I I'm going to be completely blown away. I, it, it seems obvious, not obvious, but it seems well, like... It, that's obvious, you No, know, it, could, it could be, like, it, it's... Deke seems like the guy who could be the killer, out of all Yeah, them. definitely. All three of them look like they could be killers. And I just noticed the Free Willy actor was there, so I was like... Yeah, throw oh, him in there. Throw him wait, in wait, there. no, he was one of the killers too, was he? Yeah. The Free Willy actor? So okay. him wow. and Sparma were working together to kill people to end up... Oh, wait, so Jimmy framing, was innocent. Framing... Yeah, Jimmy was totally innocent. Okay, okay, all right. Wow. Well, I, I think I just need another complete plot explanation just to wrap my head around what happened at the end of your You plot. and me both. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just imagining you now like typing that out and then just like pushing the keyboard back and putting your hand behind your bed and be like, <laughs> yeah, nailed it. That's definitely what's going to happen. Oh, in this it movie. made a lot of sense to me at the time. Wow. And how does it feel now? Oh, it, it fell apart at the seams. <laughs> Great. So, dear listeners. I almost wish I didn't go drinking out the night before. <laughs> yeah. Dear listeners, do you have any theories on what's going to happen in The Little Things? Let us know. Yeah, please, please do. So if you have any theories at all, or if you just think that Matty D's an idiot, then you want to send him hate or mail. Or you think Kieran's an idiot. Yeah, exactly. there are some things in your plot that I was like, didn't match the trailer, in my yeah. opinion. Oh, well, we'll see. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Was there, there stuff that we missed? There were certainly things that in mind that Were there little the things that we missed in the trailer yeah, yeah, you want to point out? Or do you just have a completely different theory to us on what's going to happen in the movie? You can let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you like. Or you can just leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. Yeah, go contact us. You've got every base covered. Any way you like. And this movie comes out in about a week. 
Yeah. So by the so, time this episode's out, you might be able to go no, watch it. No, it'll be out, no, I think, another time. week after. It comes out on the 29th or 28th, I believe, of January. So, so tell us if you enjoyed it, if you're watching it. Yeah. Yeah, please go out and watch it. I think one of the main reasons I wanted to do this movie is because I don't think a lot of people know about this movie. I think just looking at the trailer and knowing the director's history, I think it's going to be a pretty good time. And I just wanted to watch something that isn't like your standard popcorn fare for a change on this show. I'm excited for this movie. Yeah, me good. too. Me too. Yeah, I, w- I think I would have been excited to watch it even if we weren't doing it on this show. I may not have even heard of it otherwise. So <laughs> I just wanted to get the word out. There you go. All right. So before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Let's. Of course, we're going to have another installment of Actual Spoilers where we go back and look at a movie that we predicted in the past and see how well we did. And it's finally time. We're going to be talking about what we predicted happened in the, was it 2019? It yes, 2019, it was. Yeah. The 2019 horror comedy sequel, Zombieland Double Tap. Yes, and we've both watched this movie. We certainly for have. Our 100th. Um, I believe that was an episode where we teamed up to predict the did. plot together. And it was another movie. Didn't have a trailer. We didn't have any information at all for that movie. We just knew who was going to be in it. Uh, I think we relied solely on rumours and hearsay. And we had no trailer. We didn't even have a poster for the goddamn movie. Yeah. So I you know, I think we're going to give ourselves a little bit of a pass. Just so because it was another should. kitchen style circumstance. We should be dead wrong. But I guess we'll, we'll see. We'll revisit that we'll next see. week. We'll see. I know I said some stuff that was dead wrong. Well, there was some stuff there that was dead right, though. Yeah, well, we'll explore that completely next week. And until then, it's the little things. It's the little things. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Jared, uh, you tried out different laughs, didn't you, for yeah, the Joker? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did it, was it very difficult for you to come up with the right laugh? Was it, I mean, what, how it, annoying a process Joker's is that? The laugh is an iconic thing, so there was a lot of pressure. I tried a lot of different laughs out on the streets of New York and Toronto. <laughs> so, yeah. People just thought something was wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had one that I knew wasn't right. It was kind of like, That's not really good, yeah. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a shy debutante. Uh, Karen, his laugh really bothered you. Yeah, well, whenever I met Jared, he never broke characters. So uh, I would say, hi, I'm Karen Fukuhara. Nice to meet you. I'm Katana. And then he would come at me with, "Ah, hi, pretty. (laughs) That was the worst impression ever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jared. No, it's...